Hi! Hello, everyone! Welcome back! We are so excited to talk about today's city. It's, it's Italy 2.0. <laughs> We've upgraded Italy. <laughs> We've upgraded Italy. No, it's just our second episode on Italy. Um, today, we're going to talk about Venice. Which was fantastic. Venice was so, so cool. I loved it. And, you know, Venice is very popular the world over. He's, yep. um, celebrities visit all the time. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that I saw Michael Phillips there? Um, no. Yeah. He was working as a mailman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was another joke that took me a minute to get it. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's really good. Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard. Let's go, Lundbergs. Did a lot during that song break. <laughs> yes, we did. We went and got a lawnmower from our friends. We found our cat. Found our cat outside. I stubbed three toes. Yeah, it looked like it hurt, too. It, I kicked a wall. It's fine. Yeah. It was not on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and we did that all in like 30 seconds, guys. Yeah. This is definitely recorded live. <laughs> so we're talking about Venice, like we said. Um, we did Venice in just one day. Um, we, I think I mentioned this in our last episode, we really... We had really limited time in Italy, and but we wanted to see Rome, we wanted to see Venice, and we wanted to see Florence. And so Venice got a little bit shortchanged, but um, I felt like if we hadn't taken a useless boat ride out to an island that everything was closed <laughs> when we got there, it would have been plenty of time. Like, the, I, Venice is so small. It is small, yeah. Um, but if you're feeling like you want to take it easy, you could, you could spend, you could easily spend two, maybe three days there. Yeah. But I, I would think two would probably be your max. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved it though. It was, it was, it just seemed so magical. It's really, mm -hmm. it was really what you, you imagine when you think of yeah. Venice, like it's, there's just these canals everywhere. Yeah. And then the parts that aren't canals, the streets are incredibly narrow streets yeah <laughs> like i mean when we got to venice we got we got in on a really late train oh the trains in italy <laughs> so fun and then um we ended up deciding to walk from the train station to our um to the airbnb we were staying in. i was being sarcastic by the way the trains in italy were not great <laughs> just in case that didn't they were fine they were just they just weren't they were on just time. late yeah and i think we've talked about that in another yeah. in the in the previous podcast but yeah. um but i mean we got there it was after midnight and we're walking through these streets <laughs> and the thing about venice is that and we'll get to this more about this later but there's no cars at all yeah like and it wouldn't be practical even to even have them and so, and everyone was in bed, and that place was dead silent. It was the quietest yeah. city. And we had a rolling suitcase, so we're like rolling over these cobblestone streets and up and down bridges, and yeah. it's fine. I was afraid we were going to wake up the whole half the, island, yeah, half the city. <laughs> but and you're going through these dark, narrow streets, and if it wasn't so magical, it'd be pretty creepy. Yeah. And I actually remember thinking there should be like a Jason Bourne movie or something <laughs> with a chase scene 
in these streets be, um, yeah. in the middle of the night where because it could it could be really intense but. yeah i feel like there probably is one um that's that's your homework guys let us know what that movie is yeah and we want to go watch it yeah because mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what it is but mm-hmm. i feel like venice is so iconic that i feel like there has to be one out there yeah there probably is i would think anyway i got off script Sorry. no no you're great <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah going back to uh our arrival in venice so when we got there um the plan was that we were going to take a vaporetto or if your italian is as good as mine a water taxi <laughs> so again because they don't have any um cars or vehicles or anything there um the only real form of mass transportation are these water taxis which are these boats it's like it's more like a bus yeah it's like a, a bus on a boat than a taxi yeah because it seats i don't know 20 30 people maybe more than 20 or 20 probably but yeah a good amount of people could get on these yeah and um we got in so late that they weren't running very regularly and that's why we ended up walking but the vaporetto is definitely worth it um one thing to to do a lot of people want to take a gondola ride in venice which if if that's your thing great but just be keep in mind they're crazy expensive we for as much as we like love i mean clearly we like to travel and we like to take take in like the really iconic authentic maybe not authentic but the really iconic experiences in in each of these cities just to give you some context we didn't do a gondola ride because yeah. it was so expensive I mean, we're talking like it was like what 70 something euros a person a person yeah. yeah it was crazy expensive so we were like you know if we really want to take a gondola ride Let's just do one in Las Vegas, yeah. the Venetian. <laughs> Where it's $40 a person. <laughs> um, but no, so if you want that experience of going down the canal, one thing we would recommend is uh, going to that train station and taking the number one Vaporetto down the Grand Canal to uh, San Marco, St. Mark's Mark Square. Square. Um, if you sit on the outside of the, of the Vaporetto, then it's... It, you, you're basically getting the full experience of going down the canal. And again, we're going to give a plug to our buddy, Rick Steves. Yay! Who we love. He basically is like co-sponsor of this yes. podcast <laughs> at this point. Yeah, Rick, He just doesn't know it. Rick Steves has an audio tour. Um, that Basically, he's a genius because he has timed this audio tour with uh, the time that it takes to ride this Vaporetto. Um, so as you're floating down the canal... He's narrating all these buildings that you're passing, and he stayed pretty faithful. Like he did pretty pretty good job of, you know, where we were on the boat with the timing on the audio tour. Yeah. So yeah. we really didn't miss anything because he was he was spot on. Yeah. Sorry that I was gone for that whole segment. Uh, I had to go put our cat in the other room because he was crying. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's why there was maybe some panic in my voice. Yeah, they're just now. panicking. We should have. We just need to like be authentic and not try to be posers. Like True. this is our, we're recording True. this from our kitchen table. Yeah, and our cat is crying <laughs> because he wants to be outside even though it's dark. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if you do the Vaporetto, um, it's probably worth it to to get a a pass for the day, which is twenty euros. Because, you know, a one-way fare on the Vaporetto, the water taxi, (laughs) 
is seven and a half euros. So if you ride it more than, you know, two times, a day pass is going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, we'll talk about this a little later too, but that that Vaporetto Pass works for some of the smaller islands that are kind of outside the city um, or outside the main part of Venice. Um, And so if you're you're going out that direction at all, it's totally worth it. Um, So once you get to St. Mark's Square or San Marco um, is what it's called in Italian. Um, Obviously, um, St. Mark's Basilica is amazing. It's free, which is great, super great. Um, There are just really long lines. Um, So just be aware of that. Another thing that's kind of part of the same complex, um, it's called St. Mark's Campanile. Um, It's the bell, I think Campanile means bell tower in Italian. Um, I thought it was totally worth it. I thought it was great. Um, Just get there early too, like 30 minutes before it opens. Um, Because there was a line. When we were there, it opened at like 8.30. But that changes with the season. And same thing with um, St. Mark's Basilica. Like the the opening time changes depending on the season and like how busy it is. So just make sure you check both of those things before you go. Um, So I would probably do... I'm taking this back a little bit. I would do St. Mark's Basilica first. Because the lines there are crazy long. And then I would go do the bell tower. Um... And then more Rick Steves plugs. (laughs) He has a really, really awesome free audio guide um, all about St. Mark's Square that we did. And I loved it. I did too. It was really neat. You know what I learned from that audio guide? What? So there's a part in um, the Italian job (laughs) where Mark Wahlberg and Donald Sutherland (laughs) are... um, they're, they're in St. Mark's Square, mm-hmm. and Donald Sutherland points to those two pillars with the lions on top, mm-hmm. and he says to uh, to Mark Wahlberg, you see those columns? That's where they used to string up thieves. That was true! <laughs> they didn't make that up for the movie. They really did string up thieves on those columns. Yeah. Or at least Rick Steves is perpetuating that lie. That's true. Rick Steves doesn't <laughs> lie! Blasphemy! <laughs> Rick Steves doesn't lie, so it's true. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll we'll include a link to that audio guide. Um, the audio it starts um, outside of St. Mark's Basilica, so you listen to the first like ten minutes or so while you're waiting in line to get into the basilica, which is really really smart because clearly he knows that there's always long lines, um, and so he kind of talks about the the outside of the building and other parts of the square before you even get in, which was nice. Yeah. Um, one other place in Venice that I really enjoyed that Haley found and took us to was... Because I knew Mike would love it. Yeah. Um, it was, it's a, it's a bookstore and it's called Liberia Aqua Alta. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. Do you want to give it a try? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I'm trying to remember what the, the tag for it was. Was it, was it like the oldest bookstore in Venice or... I don't remember. It was now. something like that, but it was really cool. Um, but there, it was just books stacked everywhere. It's a hole in the wall place, definitely in this old building. Um, and like in the middle of the bookstore, they have like this old gondola that they've filled with books. <laughs> that was that was really neat. And that was really cool. There's another part of it that just um, like these doors open up right onto one of these small canals, and there's just like this little reading nook next to it. And 
in the back there's this courtyard where they've stacked up all these books to look like this big staircase mm-hmm. that you could maybe take refuge on top of during one of the floods. Yeah. We should post some pictures of yeah. this place yeah, on, we will. on the website. But yeah. it was just fun to explore and they have books in English and in it and in and in Italy and in Italian. Yeah. Um it, it was kind of fun to see some of these uh, books that um you know, we know in English but in Italian. Yeah. Yeah, and so aqua alta, I mean, it means high water in Italian. If you speak any Latin language, it's probably the same. But um, that's what they call the flooding, um, the flooding that happens in Venice. And I mean, you can tell, like, especially where the the stack of books is outside that looks like a staircase. Those books at one point were like completely underwater. They're not meant to be read anymore. Um, and so it's just really interesting. They've got. I think that's why they have like a full-size gondola in the middle and they've got, you know, books in bathtubs and cause they, they kind of embrace the flooding. That sounds really weird, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a super cool yeah. place. It is the self-proclaimed most beautiful bookstore in the world. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, there's different definitions of beauty. <laughs> I think it's really neat. Looking. It was really I cool. I mean, if you just, you know, Google, do a uh, Google image search or you go to our website, we'll post some photos. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty neat. Yeah. So one thing I alluded to earlier um, is some of the other little islands that are around Venice. I didn't realize this until we started, like, planning this trip that, you know, Venice is obviously the center, but then there are a few other um, islands that you can get to with that va- that Vaporetto Pass. Um, Murano, with an M, is probably the most popular. Um, it's really well known for blown glass, so you've probably heard of Murano glass before. Um, I hadn't, but I was clearly <laughs> not educated enough. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I, I had heard about it a little bit, but I didn't I, I don't think I knew Murano was a place. I guess I thought it was just like a style. <laughs> anyway, it's, I, yeah, it's so pro- that's that's where it originates from. It's probably a place and a style. Yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we tried to go out there. Um, well, we did go out we there. We did go out there, and we learned the hard way that everything, they do, I mean, they do, apparently they do, like, really amazing glassblowing demonstrations. You can buy all kinds of really cool like hand-blown glass products out there um everything shuts down at four and we got there at like 4 15. yeah so that was really lame and it's not one other thing to keep in mind too about these tiny islands is that it's a slow ride to get out there it took a long time it took like probably an hour 45 minutes it's not very far, but the boats are just slow. And they make a lot of stops. Yeah. Yeah. It was a slow ride. So if you have limited time in Venice, I might just stay in the main part of Venice. I might not worry about the other islands. Um, but Murano is the first one. And then Burano with a B. Con- confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burano is also really famous. And it's kind of become more famous on Instagram, it seems like, <laughs> because they have, they're these incredibly colorful houses that are just like, p- 
picturesque, perfect for taking Instagram selfies and looking like a fashion blogger. Or if you are a fashion blogger, that's where you're going <laughs> out, I guess. But um, we didn't make it out there either because, again, limited time. And um, it was like five o'clock by the time we got back to um, Venice. And yeah, it just it didn't happen for us. But I've heard and seen on Instagram, it looks really great. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some photos right now and it almost looks like it should be in Spain or something. I don't know yeah. why. But... It looks like a Dr. Seuss village yeah. to me. Like like the brightest colors you can imagine. Yeah. And there's a cat in a hat. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Nope, not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the best way to get around though, like we said, uh, is either the Vaporetto or really... It's, it's it's pretty walkable. Yeah. I mean, most of the touristy places that you want to see are in a pretty concentrated area. They're down by St. Mark's Square. Yeah, and it's very walkable. Um, Even the Rialto Bridge is, like, not that far from St. Mark's. Yeah, and it really makes sense, again, that there'd be no cars or bikes because, you know, all the streets are narrow and covered in cobblestone, and then there's all these bridges that have yeah. stairs, which... By the way, if you're pulling a suitcase through, um, those stairs on those bridges can be a little annoying because <laughs> you have to carry the you're going up to and carry down them and, up to yeah. the top of the bridge and then carry the, the down to the bottom of the bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to detract from how great Venice was. No, it was though. awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. felt like every bridge we went over, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I want to take a picture!" Like, <laughs> just the canals were so picturesque and the. Like, I just wanted to stand on a bridge and take all the selfies. Yeah. I think we did, actually. I think we ended up with a lot of selfies. We did. In Venice. <laughs> and, you know, everywhere. But mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, so one thing that we love to talk about and we didn't explore a ton in Venice, and that's probably because we only spent a day there, um, is food. We, I pretty much live for the food is that too extreme to say um no it's not (laughs) i i'm really passionate about finding like legit places to eat places that are you know have good reviews people have loved it um and we really didn't do that a ton for venice um but seafood one thing that i in i did a little bit of research and it just um didn't pan out that we ended up going anywhere i had researched but um seafood is huge obviously because there's like tons of you know it's right on the water and there's rivers and canals and all that fun stuff so it would make sense that seafood is a big deal um one thing that i would recommend um just do just like pull up yelp when you get to the city um or get lost on like any tiny little side street and find a restaurant there don't um try not to i mean you do what you got to do but if you can help it um, I would suggest not eating anywhere near St. Mark's Square because that's going to be really touristy. And then the Rialto Bridge is also like a really touristy area. Um, that being said, Mike has um, Google Maps pulled up right now and he's pretty confident we ate right by the Rialto Bridge. I is, think we did. Is that true? Can you confirm it, this? It's this place right here. Oh, okay. And that's the Rialto Bridge right there. Okay, yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's like a stone's throw. Um, and it was good. You it know, was really good. Though. I take it back. Eat by the Rialto Bridge if you need to, because that place was great. It was really good. It was really good. And I think I got something seafoody. 
I can't yeah, remember. We did. I mean, that was like it was a seafood place. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of our food suggestions. Just don't eat by my, by St. Mark's Square. That's gonna be my blanket statement. Yeah. <laughs> on food. Mm-hmm. You know, what we haven't talked about yet. What? The Doji's Palace. <gasps> we didn't talk about the Doji's Palace. No, yeah. nope. talk about it. Go. So the Doji's <laughs> Palace. That was basically, um, like the epicenter of government and politics and power in venice Um, venice was i mean way back in the day italy was just composed of all these different city states um, that relied mainly on trade and uh i know for their main source of commerce and the doges and the doges were the guys that ruled it all yeah we did it they were kind uh, of were they the nobles yeah okay basically yeah um and we did a tour of the doges palace yeah that um, was cool and we got it was it was like, um, what was it called? Like a kind of a, a behind the scenes type tour. Yeah, I'll I'll find what it was called and I'll post it on the on the show notes. Mm-hmm. But we basically got to tour like the prison area. Yeah. Um, and which is where uh, Casanova was held prisoner back this, in the day. This was it was basically the Casanova tour. Yeah. Like sh- our tour guide was, I mean, every room we went in there was a Casanova story. It was. This is a lot. Yeah. They showed us like the cell that he escaped from. Mm-hmm. Um, they took us through some of the offices and some of the big uh, like council rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing. Oh, and we, we uh, walked across the Bridge of Sighs. That's what I was going to say. It, mm-hmm. th- with this tour. So the inside of the Bridge of Sighs. I mean, the outside obviously is, you know, anybody can take pictures of that. And there was a huge crowd taking pictures of the Bridge of Sighs. It's like mm-hmm. right when you get off the Vaporetto to St. Mark's Square, the the Bridge of Sighs is right there and there's a huge line mm-hmm. um, or a huge crowd of people. Um, but the inside of the Bridge of Sighs is not open to the public. And so you have to take some kind of tour um, of the Doge's Palace if you want to see the inside of the Bridge of, of Sighs. So that's just yeah. something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Tell them why it's called the Bridge of Sighs. Because... Um, they, the prisoners would sigh. <laughs> Basically, because it connects the, like the Doge's Palace courthouse part to the, prison? to where the prison was. Okay, yeah. And so the prisoners would, after they'd been convicted, um, in the courthouse, they'd walk across the bridge into the, uh, prison and they could see outside. It was like their last view of the outside world. And so they would... <sighs> <sighs> yep. Sigh. I thought it was like they walked over, they walked across that bridge like right before they were executed. Did I is that wrong? I feel like either way it's kind of more legend than reality. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's probably true. Um but yeah, it was mm-hmm. cool. It one was thing, really neat. One thing though that I will say about that place is that <gasps> building was the so coldest cold. place on earth. Guys, we've been <laughs> Mike lived in Russia for two years. And he said that place was cold. Oh, it was freezing. I, it was just, it's so, it's right on the water. And it's humid and wet and so mm. cold. And it wasn't great weather that day, no. for one thing. No, it was not. It but was overcast. it was overcast freezing and, on that tour. Yeah, it was, that was really cold. So if you go during the off season, keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, people were, like, the... The stupid street vendors in St. Mark's Square were selling like beanies and scarves and mittens. And I was like, that's, it's like April. We don't need that stuff. And then we went on this tour and I was like, they're selling that stuff for the people that go on this tour because it's freezing in here. 
It was super cold. Yeah. I'm really glad I'm not a prisoner there. I would have. I would too. be dead in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> You'd sigh a lot. Yeah, I would sigh and then I would die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other Pretty thing. Pretty much immediately. Yeah. One other thing about Venice too that maybe we should talk about. It's kind of the elephant in the room. What? Parts of Venice smell really oh, bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I had forgotten about that. So that's just a testament to like how pretty it was and how magical all the canals seemed. I forgot that it smelled. It's just all the water. Yeah. All that seawater that's just kind of standing. Despite all of that, <laughs> I loved Venice. I thought it was beautiful yeah. and amazing. Was that your and favorite place in Italy? I think it was. Sorry, we only spent a day there. It's okay. We can go back. Okay. Let's. We're going to go back and we're going to stay in um stay in the, in ho- the doj's palace no <laughs> we're gonna st- i can't remember the name of it now there's this luxury hotel that's across the grand canal from st mark's square oh um, but it, it looks super yeah, fancy i know what you're talking about we'll stay there okay you know what we should do we should make we should make venice a fishing trip you can just fish out the window from your room <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> I don't like fishing anyway, and I don't really want to do that. That's fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's time! It's time for Mike's Reading Corner. Mike's Reading Corner. You got the name right! I did get the name right. Mike is so happy right now. Before we even started recording, I had... Mike dash recommended reading on the notes, um, on like our script for this episode. And he's like, okay, is that what it's called? I was like, no, that's not what it's called. Then why are you putting what it's not called? (laughs) Okay. Moving forward. I will always (laughs) write out the name of this segment because somebody can't remember what his segment is called. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I've got three books today to recommend. The first one is called Venice. A New History, very aptly named. It's by Thomas F. Madden, who is a professor at, I believe, the University of St. Louis. You know what I'm going to say right now? What? He's John Madden and Steve Madden's brother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One time... One brother went into football, (laughs) one brother went into shoes, and one one brother went into medieval and renaissance studies. (laughs) At St. Louis University. (laughs) One time... Were we dating? When did that happen? When did you lie to me? I've never lied to you. He lies to me every day. We were either dating or it was early on in our relationship. Um, Mike tried to convince me that John Madden and Steve Madden were brothers. I didn't fall for it, it for even it a second. Can, it can't have been very early because you wouldn't have be- you would have believed me if <laughs> it true. had been. Early. We were probably married at that point, and you wouldn't have like called me out like you did immediately <laughs> if it had been so early in our relationship. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, that was a super side note. Yeah, it's fine. Thomas F. Madden is not Steve Madden's brother or John Madden's brother. Have we verified that? (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) If you want to look it up while I talk about the book. Because, you know, Kate Spade and David Spade are related, and that seems like that should be a joke. (laughs) If you want to look it up. (laughs) Great. Talk about your book. I'm going to look it up. Isn't Steve Madden with an O-N? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Um, Anyway, back to Venice, a history. It is basically, it's a, it's a full history of Venice, and really, it came out in 2012, and it's basically the, the first full portrait of um, Venice in 
written in English in almost 30 years. Um, he basically like um, goes through the entire history of Venice about its uh, people, um, its origins, uh, talks a lot about its uh, maritime history and its history as a center of commerce and, and trade. Um, really kind of gets in the nitty gritty about some of the uh, history of this amazing city. Um, Spoiler alert, mm -hmm. I don't think they're brothers. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you looked it up to verify that. His Wikipedia page has no other relations listed, which makes me think that... Well, how old is he? Um, he was born in 1960. He's too young to be John Madden's brother. <laughs> Maybe it's his son. They um, could be related. But there's a picture of him in Venice, though. Yep. Look at that. Um, okay, book number two is The Glassblower of Murano. When he pulled this one up earlier, he's like, this one's for the ladies. <laughs> I was like, oh, great, cool. You but really, the cover is accurate. You weren't supposed to tell people I said that. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. It makes me sound sexist. Um, mm, I don't think you are. Okay. I, think, I think everything you said is accurate. Okay, well, this is a novel, and it's one of those novels that... Uh, kind of plays with history and timelines a little bit. So uh, part of the story takes place in Venice in 1681, and part of the story takes place in Venice in the present day. And the main character in, in the present day is a descendant of the main character mm. in 1681. Darn, I wanted there to be time travel involved. No, well, there might be. <gasps> I haven't read it, to be <laughs> totally honest, but it's, it's got good reviews. Um <laughs> But uh, it's again, it's about this uh, glassblower who gets involved in the intrigue and underworld of Venice and how that uh, continues to affect his uh, descendants even as far as uh, present-day Venice mm. um, with this uh, woman who moves from London to Venice to start a new life, mm. basically. That sounds like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like it doesn't go super well because... You know, she's learning about the treacherous secrets of her ancestors' past. Ooh. So there you go. It's not good. And the last one is The Merchant of Venice. Hey, I've heard of that. Yeah? <laughs> I think so. Written by William Shakespeare. Um, one of his comedies that's uh, um, probably one of his most well-known stories involves uh, uh Prominent uh, merchants and uh, Jews. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a classic. And uh, if you want to really get in the feel for uh, the Renaissance era of Venice, Merchant of Venice is, would be a fun start. Yeah. Great. So there you go. That's what we've got today Yay! from the reading area the reading <laughs> portion of the show that mike talks about the reading corner <laughs> okay well um do you have anything else you want to say venice was amazing and i loved it yeah i don't think i've got anything else to add i just highly recommend it yeah if you're um, worried about going before it sinks because that was a legitimate cons like i've I feel like I've been hearing that my whole life. Like, make sure you get to Venice because it really, truly is sinking. And I, like, I was worried about that. And if you're worried about that, go to Venice because it's real. The water, the Aqua Alta gets higher, like, pretty much every year from what I understand. Um, 
it was amazing. And it is, I mean, this sounds totally cliche, but like there really is nowhere else like it. And if you really are interested in learning more about the issues that Venice is facing due to climate change, um, Rick Steves recommends a book called The Science of Saving Venice. Um, which according to his website, it's a readable introduction to the ecology of Venice's lagoon and asks if Venice can survive the 21st century. Interesting. Um, and then there was also, um, if you want to check out uh, Bill Nye's show on Netflix, Taylor Swift's best friend went out to Venice and saved it or something like that. Do you remember that episode we watched? Vaguely. <laughs> Very vague. But it was interesting. It really was kind of interesting because it showed some of these uh, scientific measures that they're taking yeah. to try oh, to yeah, limit yeah, yeah. the amount of water that even enters the lagoon. Yeah, I, I do remember that now. Yeah. I'm proud of you for calling her Taylor Swift's best friend. I don't remember her name. <laughs> it's Carly Cloth. I just remember she's tall and... She's, she's basically a giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all are. It's yeah. fine. And I mean, flooding is a real problem in Venice. Like, remember yeah. in St. Mark's Square off to the side, there were all these, like, stacked platforms oh yeah and uh we didn't know what they were and then rick steves told us that when it floods they it's they unstack these and they could turn them into like a wooden walkway basically because the water's too high yeah it's it's i mean they've made some great adjustments and they make it work but it's it's a dangerous and scary thing all the flooding that goes on Mm -hmm. so so go before it's gone go go and -hmm. take us with you please Mm -hmm. We want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> should buy one of those houses along the Grand Canal that's just sitting empty, because apparently there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And they have flooded basements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flooded first floors, right? Yeah, some of them. I like, think, yeah. Know. Anyway, flooding. It's crazy. Um, I think that's our show. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Th- this is great. We and, love doing this. And next week is our, it's going to be our last uh italy episode right yep we're talking florence next week and it should be good yeah so tune in i'm gonna i'm gonna go save our cat (laughs) (laughs) let's go londonbergs